Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03. The great Ben McKee, Jason Swain here, live from the Low T Center Studio. Hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. Five minutes past the top of the hour. It is hump day. It is halfway through the week. Man, what a good night last night was there at Gus's Fried Chicken. Tennessee Prime with the Maze brother, brothers Cooper and Cade had a had a good old time, had a good old time, and I uh, appreciate Cooper sliding in um, last minute to fill in for um, Callaway who was unable to to get there. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Is our telephone number. That's the Irish Network's hotline. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Download the free, free, free 99 Swain Event app, Android, Apple devices. Check out our video stream on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook Live, and on YouTube. You can get right to YouTube from your Swain Event app on the front page. Click on that, and voila, I take you straight to the YouTube video feed so you can view the show. Um, looking forward to today's show, Ben. Good morning, my friend. You back at it again, man. Turn around. Had a couple hours of sleep at the house after doing Tennessee Prime last night, and back here in the low-T center studio. No one grinds like the great Ben McKee, my friend. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to rock. I'm glad. I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, Beautiful Wednesday. It is. It is a beautiful Wednesday. I'll be lying if I said I was like jacked up about the opponent this this week. Um, But I am looking forward to seeing how these guys respond and come out and and, uh, fix some of the timing issues in the passing game to build that confidence heading into Florida. Uh, I'll just be honest. I'm looking past Tennessee Tech. Why? Because I can. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just me. But to me, it, it doesn't even really feel like Tennessee has a game this week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I just it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 Tennessee Tech. It's Tennessee Tech. 0-2, and they got blown out, shut out by Furman last week. So, listen, it, it is it is what it is there. Um, but this is this is part of college football. I think the fans want to see less of, but it is necessary um, for this case right here alone. We got a lot of guys that, that need to heal. Depth is thin as it is already. I need a lot of guys to heal and. Uh, Need to gain some confidence in the passing game, and man, I I am torn on what to do um, at quarterback. Uh, I don't. Well, eight minutes into the show, I'm not trying to go go there in depth right now. But oh, you just did. I'm a little I'm a little torn, and I'll um, I'll get to that and explain the reason why, and um, we'll, we'll we'll rock all that out. But that's some big news in college football yesterday. We'll get to that. Um, the Assistant coaches talked to the media uh, yesterday along with players. And so some very, 
very good comments that we need to touch on, Mr. Ben. That's what my kids call call you. Mr. Ben, Mr. Ben. So, Mr. Ben, we need to cover some things, if that's okay with you. Always. Um, is Tennessee going to be in the middle of a, a domino, a coaching domino? Golly. According to Joel Klatt, maybe. The Fox, maybe. So, we'll get to that. Um, it is Tennessee Tech, so why not, right? That's right. <laughs> why not? That's more entertaining than than talking about this football football game. I mean, like, you never take being inside of Neyland Stadium for granted, ever. I, I was thinking about this that this morning when uh, <laughs> when I was in community college in Huntsville, fresh out of high school. My my goal was to get to UT, and you know where Calhoun is is located compared to where my house out towards Newmarket mm-hmm. is. It's yeah. it's like West Huntsville and, and East Huntsville uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calhoun's practically right across the the highway from from the Space and Rocket Center. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been through Huntsville, and uh, so I had like a good twenty twenty five minute drive each day to class, and on my way to class every day, I would envision myself driving to campus. That, that was kind of my motivation, to, to be locked in during class and, and do what I need to do to get to UT, because that's, that's where I always wanted to be, that's where I always wanted to go, and I would always envision driving to campus, seeing Neyland Stadium, seeing Thompson Bowling, Seeing Ayers Hall, seeing the Strip, whatever it may be. Seeing the Tennessee River along Neyland Drive. And this morning, my new route takes me past campus, takes me right past Neyland, right across Henley. And I I thought to myself, man, it's cool. I used to go from envisioning seeing Tennessee's campus as I drove to class. Now as I'm driving to work each and every day, I literally see Neyland Stadium and, and Tennessee's Tennessee's campus. So I say that to say you never take being in Neyland Stadium for granted. Even Tennessee Tech, even Bowling Green, South Alabama later this year, who, by the way, squeaked out a win over Bowling Green this past weekend, 21 to 19. Thought that was interesting. Uh, Jake Bentley led the the mighty South Alabama Jaguars to a victory. Uh, Damn you. But even like the, the games are are not that intriguing like it it's still awesome to be in Neyland Stadium and mm-hmm. and to see the ball walk and to see the, the team run out of the tee to 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 hear the band play Rocky Top for for the whole stadium to be singing Rocky Top and and see the orange and, and seeing the the power tee on the side of the helmet come out of the tunnel for the first time and so on and, and so forth and all that's cool and should always be appreciated because you only get like six or seven days in Neyland a year. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, this football game this this Saturday is just not very appealing. I, I mean, Tennessee Tech got shut out by Furman last week. So <laughs> outside of just the, the appreciation of, of being in Neyland this Saturday, it's hard to get the juices flowing this week for me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to. It's not hard, but seventy to nothing is what you know. I wanted to see against Bowling Green. Bowling Green's Kentucky. Whatever. I don't care about Bowling Green. Tennessee Tech. I mean, they're the in-state school, man. They're 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 like, you know, kind of like a little brother. They're our neighbor. Yeah, I mean, in a way. And so, uh, you know, you wrote them a big check. Um, you, you need a seventy to nothing win. You need a sixty to nothing win. You need that. This offense needs to put up some big points. You need the, the timing and the chemistry to be on point. Uh, Cody Barnes uh, talked to the media yesterday and and um, they had some good things to say. Had some other things to say that made me, you know, ask some questions. But um, basically, he let it be known that the receivers they you know they got to do a better job. Um, you know, their responsibilities to make sure that the deep balls are being completed. You know, it's not all the quarterback all the time, even though there was a bad throw here and there um, from the quarterback that wasn't the receiver's fault. Every incomplete pass on deep ball attempt is not um, 100% the quarterback. And so um, Cody Burns, you know, his experience as a wide receiver and the quarterback, I'm sure he saw that. As well as I saw that, as well as Josh Heupel saw that. Anyone that's played the position, played this level, playing quarterback or receiver, pretty sure they saw that as well. So uh, Cody Burns spoke with the media. Also, uh, Willie Martinez spoke with the media and um, a few players. And we got a lot to talk about today. So we're going to take a quick break. Our first break of the day, hour number one, is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical. Uh, Hiller right now is offering credits for your old Old home systems. Um, your HVAC system, it's old. Let's get it. Let's get taken care of, folks. $1,500 that you can earn towards a new HVAC select system there with Hiller. Um, it's time to upgrade the standard water heater. Uh, we can do that at Hiller as well with a new tankless water heater uh, with trade up to $500. And then your old electrical panel. Let's upgrade that too and give you a $1,500. Uh, $500 credit, excuse me, for your old one. So that's going on right now this month at Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical, HappyHiller.com. Proud sponsors of the National Predators, Tennessee Volunteers, and the Swain Event. Your Swain Event. We'll take our first break of the day. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stick with us. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. 
Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market, and from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Event fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Ben and I was talking during the break about um, you know, coaches' quotes. Coaches' quotes. Them talking to the media. And um, Ben, what what'd you say during the break, man? That coaches just talk, talk, talk to fill and fluff their their little ten to fifteen minutes with the media. They they are not saying anything of substance. 80% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll go through Cody Burns, what he said, and then Willie Martinez, and there's there's examples of that. Um, you know, he was asked about Valus Jones, um, but he said that Valus was definitely banged up during the camp. He's a lot healthier and in really good position now. 
Uh, through the first games, he's got to continue to get in the flow of things, get back to progressing. And uh, inside and outside receiver, but so far he's done a really good job for us. Got to continue to grow and develop him. And I, you know, during the break, I was like, Valus is like sixty-seven years old. What, what do you got? He's he's a senior, man. I mean, but aren't look, you always developing? Yeah, I, you are. I mean, you're always improving. You're always getting better. But you know, this sounds like we're talking about like, you know freshman or sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just. And maybe it's just my high expectations, and maybe I'm you know I was just different. But I, I just feel like as as a senior, even with a new offense, and even a little banged up um, in fall camp, I, I just feel like you've earned the right to 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 um, have more opportunities in the in the first couple of games. But um, that's just that's just me, and maybe it's just my expectations. Uh, Jimmy Callaway. Um, on having this touchdown last week, he says uh, Callaway is going to be a special player when it's all said and done. I think it was evident out there uh, on the field this past week that once he gets the ball in his hands, he's a difference maker. We knew that when he was a quarterback in high school, and he's slowly starting to develop into a wideout. So really excited about the future of Jimmy. Uh, that was just a glimpse of what he can become. Just got to continue to grow and develop. I was thinking about Pittsburgh hitting us with the double pass, um, a tight end, had you know, a little corner route after the bubble screen throw to the receiver and the receiver threw the ball to the to the tight end and you know I thought about Jimmy Callaway you know high school quarterback and I was looking up um you know his high school days because you know he was supposed to be on on Tennessee Prime uh, last night and so there at Morrow High School I was talking to Austin before the show I was like man where do they find this guy because his team was terrible his team was like at best 500 and you know, Austin was letting me know that he hit, he hit some of those camps, things like that, got noticed. But uh, high school quarterback, he's a prime candidate to, you know, throw some of those double passes if Tennessee is going to to do that. If Tennessee's going to put that in the in the playbook um, at some point this season. Remember, in 2015 on the road at Florida, uh, we hit the double pass, mm-hmm. and uh, what was that? Jawan threw it back to Dobbs. Yep. So there's a high school quarterback in Jawan. Um, being a part of the, the double pass and the trick play. Um, specials is what offensive coordinators like to call it. But Tennessee's got two that they can do that with, Jimmy Holiday and Jimmy Calloway. Yep, 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 they can. So On the Pittsburgh double pass, Tray, Trayvon Flowers bit like crazy on the, I don't know what you want to call it, swing pass. I can't remember if they, they sent – the the guy in motion out of the backfield or not? I mean, you can just call it a you know just a raise up screen pass to the outside or bubble. I mean, it really wasn't. Yeah, a I just couldn't remember if he was coming out of the backfield or not, like a swing pass. That that was the only thing I couldn't remember. But whatever, whatever it was, Flowers bit on it like crazy as soon as it left Pickett's hands. And uh, I mean, he went to go make a play on the on the initial guy who caught the ball, and when he did that, the other guy just ran Scotts free towards the end zone and McCullough couldn't get over in time to recover. It's the best time. It's the best place um, on the football field to do those, man. Those halfback passes, um, those double passes, because, you know, it doesn't give the safety enough room to, to recover and get back into play if the throw is sailing. Uh, and then also you throw the ball to our guy or you throw it out of bounds. And so it's a really good, Good play, good time uh, on the football field because you know defenses will be super aggressive. And I'm pretty sure they saw that on film 
in our first game, you know, seeing how we reacted to the bubble screen and, you know, was fast flowing to that in that direction. Um, but Jimmy Callaway does have a chance to be this group's most productive receiver. Uh, just got to continue to get healthy. And uh, I know the first touchdown getting into the checkerboards um, was going to help with his confidence, man. Hey, first time in checkerboards, it's addictive. Mm-hmm. It's addictive. Well, I say mm-hmm, like I would know, but I would imagine mm-hmm, that it does. It's addictive, man. I want to. I want to see Jimmy being a, a checkerhead. I want him to see. I want to be an addict. I uh, I got to the checkerboards on on Saturday. I was in the checkerboards more than some of Tennessee's receivers on Saturday. Well, after the game, walking across the walking across the field after the game to get to the media room. Yeah, we got to get in those checkerboards a lot more, man. It's addictive, man. It's addictive, man. I, I want to see our receivers being checkerheads, man. Getting to the getting to the end zone. Uh, that would be that would be great, especially this week. Um, all right, so here's the here's the main thing, and then we'll we'll move on, and that is the deep passes. Okay, um, he says um, to answer the question of uh, if the open deep passes were because of play design or. The receivers beating the DBs. He says a little bit of both. I thought we did a really good job of game planning pit, trying to get some guys open and free some guys up on some free runs. But also I think uh, they went out there and did their part uh, as far as trying to run by guys. And listen, we're young in the offense. We're young at receiver as well. And really when you look at it, all the quarterbacks are really young as well. So we just got to continue to grow. Uh, We're going to hit deep balls. It's just a matter of time. I think Coach Heupel said it. It's a race. Um, to be good uh, as we can be, as fast as we can be. We're going to see each week. We're going to continue to progress each week and get better, and we're going to start connecting on those big balls. Uh, those are really what changes the games. we got guys running down the field. If we connect a couple of those balls, rather it be via drops, overthrows, it doesn't matter. There's no, one to, there's no blame on anyone. we just got to continue to get continuity, continue to be cohesive, Make those plays, and that'll change the game for sure. Um, I think that when the play is unsuccessful, there are times when people are, are not doing their job. So when you talk about coaches, you know, just fluffing things, that's a prime example. And you got to understand something too. This staff is not going to just flat throw guys on the bus and be negative. That was a big part of cleansing the culture. Um, you have noticed that in in, in Heupel. You know, when he was directly asked about the quarterbacks and who's going to play and, and, and you know, you've asked Hypo about, um, all right, what happens? You know, how do you coach up Joe Milton when he's flat-footed in game number one? And like, Joe wasn't flat-footed this past week. No, he wasn't. I'm sure I'll, was. I'll, I'll take credit. Clearly he heard my question to Hypo last week and was like, you know what, Ben? Here, here's the middle finger and watch me move my feet in the pocket. <laughs> and first throw of the game to Jalen Hyatt, dude, like, <laughs> shows off the footwork. Uh, evading like three guys in the pocket. I'm sure. I'm sure he was going to work on that before you asked him. I'm nah, sure, I'm sure I, that was a point I, of emphasis on, I, on I, Sunday. I sparked that, just like uh, the quote that Cody Burns had yesterday that that sparked the biggest reaction, at least within my Twitter timeline, because I I tweeted out this quote. Uh, he was asked about the the missed deep balls. You just read his quote for were were guys getting open because of good play design. Or receivers uh, beating their their man at within their release or at the line of scrimmage or or whatever, and as, as you 
or to summarize what you said, he said it was a mixture of both. But he was also mi- asked about the missed deep balls yeah. just in general. That's the most important quote. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the most important one. Which one? The, uh, the one. Out. Yeah, the one you about to share. Uh, it's not just about the quarterback. We as receivers have to be on point. It doesn't matter if it's Hendon or Joe. We have to handle our part. Uh, I'll, I'll read that last part again. It doesn't matter if it's Hendon or Joe. We have to handle our part. What are you trying to say, man? We have to be on point and make plays. I'm saying that I guess Cody Burns hates Harrison Bailey, too, since Cody Burns doesn't even want to mention Harrison Bailey. Oh, it's, it's clear that it's about, it's about like and dislike. Yeah, I mean, it's clear, right? politics all, all day long. But uh, th- this is the, the, the quote. That, that kind of got some people confused on, on Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. uh, because Twitter sees missed ball as a result of just bad quarterback play. And as you have tried to explain the last week or so, it, it can be both. Uh, I believe you said it best uh, last night on Tennessee Prime when, when you're waiting on Cade to show up. Um, and you and Austin were talking, and and you said that it's a it's an and, not a not a but. Like Joe Milton overthrew the the intended receiver, and Tennessee's receivers did not do what they are supposed to do within their route. It's not a Joe Milton overthrew the guy, but this guy didn't do this correctly on his route, and and this is why the overthrow overthrow happened. It's yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's a. It's not an or. It's an and. Yes. Yeah. And it's so not, people just kind of still don't realize the the intricacies of receivers within their route that contribute to the ball being overthrown. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, we we here three hours a day, and um, you know, folks want to like understand. All you got to do is tune in and hit the text box. Don't even have to call. Hit the text box, ask a question, and we'll clear it up for you. I'll try to clear it up the best way I can if you want understanding. And that's that's the thing about this day and age. There's so much information at our fingertips. So you can get the information before saying something or saying the wrong things if you actually care about, you know, being fair and and, and you know, saying the wrong things before gathering information, like you can, like you can you can ask and um, find that answer. And so there's an the answer right there. Uh, I agree 100 percent with, with Cody Burns. Um, there's been some that straight flat out on the quarterback, terrible. Uh, there's been others where if you are the receiver coach, watching film with your guys, you're coaching up, coaching them up, coaching them up on. Um, what they can do better to maybe have a successful play. So um, that was the main thing that kind of stood out to me from you know, Cody Burns' comments. Uh, Willie Martinez spoke as well. Willie. And, um, now, Will- now, Willie's not as much fluff. Will- Willie keeps it a little more real than your, than your average coach. He's – He's he's a vet, man. Older coaches do that. That's why Rodney and Willie's like, this is what it is. This is what it is. But you know, Cody's young, man. Cody's super young. I mean, not 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 a lot of experience, to be honest. 
Um, this this is this is you know you don't see guys you know his age hit two SEC programs at this point of their career. So he's young. So he's gonna make sure you know, he doesn't say anything you know out of pocket or you know say the wrong things. And and, and Willie, I don't have a problem with that at all. Willie and um, Willie and and um, Rodney more seasoned, more seasoned. Um, but nothing really stood out in, in Willie's Willie's time. Um, highlighting Theo, you know Theo has been to me the best player through two weeks. He's been he's been great, and um, so happy for him um, because he was a guy that some people wrote off because um, he wasn't that that instant starter earlier in his career. But it just shows you if you continue to work, continue to dig, keep your head down, um, buy in to what the coaches are telling you. That you can you can be at this point. It's about that buy-in. It's about it's about the sacrifice. It's about putting the work in. This is a, this is the great thing about like playing this game at this level, especially in a place like Tennessee. At the NFL, it's everywhere. It's every team because you're in the spotlight. But a place like Tennessee is great because if you put in the work, if you put in the work. And you do all the right things that you're supposed to do. You buy into what the coaches are telling you. You live your life the right way. It shows up. It shows up. It shows up on Saturday. It shows up in your life. You can't trick people. You can, you can say you're putting in the work. You can say you're doing this. You can say you feel like this. But at some point, the truth is going to come out. You're going to be exposed. Because there's too much visibility here at the University of Tennessee. There's too much coverage here at Tennessee. So my advice would be do what you're supposed to do. Work your butt off. Buy in. Treat every day like it's your last. Treat every day as an opportunity to get better. And you can be like Theo. Playing at a high level, getting the best out of your game. It doesn't have to be when you're a senior. It could be when you're a freshman. It could be when you're a sophomore. It could be when you're a junior. But that's what it takes. It takes 100% sellout, commitment, hard work, living right, finding out balance between work and off the field. Guys like Theo got to figure it out. And if I'm anybody on this football team, guess what I'm doing? I'm following Theo Jackson. I'm copying Theo Jackson. In college, you're not really supposed to be a copycat. You can get expelled for that academically. But in football, it's encouraged to be a copycat. Copy the right cat. Theo is the right cat to copy. Follow everything that he's doing, how he carries himself. It's what I did when I was following guys like Kevin Burnett, Paris Harrison, Tony Brown. Theo is a good model for a lot of these young players on the football team. Our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. 
They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Around the SEC, Swain event is fueled by the damn barbecue, and um, it is Wednesday already. Third week of SEC football, I guess you count week zero. Um, it's the fourth week of college football, but the third week of SEC football. And Ben, um, what's on what's on the list today, man? Uh, we have a significant. College football recruiting yes. story to cover, but we'll get to the SEC Nuggets first and do so uh, quickly. Uh, we'll start with the SEC Players of the Week, the Week 2 SEC Players of the Week. Uh, the Offensive Player of the Week was Kentucky running back Chris Rodriguez, who rushed for 206 yards and on 27 carries, uh, both career highs, and also had two rushing touchdowns and Kentucky's 35-28 win over Missouri. He also caught a five-yard touchdown. Uh, so he had three total touchdowns. Uh, Stetson Bennett was the co-SEC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week, the quarterback at Georgia. His sixth career start and first since game six of last year. He torched UAB to tie a school record with five touchdown passes, all in the first half after going 10 for 12 for 288 yards. The SEC Defensive Player of the Week was linebacker Hayden Henry from Arkansas. He had a 
career-high 15 tackles Oof. and two-and-a-half tackles for loss in the win over Texas. He was named the Walter Camp National Defensive Player of the Week. The Special Teams Player of the Week, there were two of them. Parker White from South Carolina, who made a 39-yard game-time field goal with six minutes and 46 seconds remaining in the game. And then he hit a game-winner as time expired from 36 yards to lift South Carolina past East Carolina. Uh, And then Joseph Belovis, the kicker at Vanderbilt, was also the co-special teams player of the week. He made a 38-yard field goal with 18 seconds left to lift Vandy over Colorado State. Vanderbilt! The offensive lineman of the week was Charles Cross from Mississippi State. 65 offensive snaps, 51 in pass protection, and uh, led Mississippi State's O-line in PFF grade, pro football focus grade. Uh, His 88.8 pass blocking grade also led the team and ranked third in the SEC on the week. The defensive lineman of the week was Jaden Peavy from Texas A&M, a super senior, and was second on the team with seven tackles against Colorado, including five solo tackles. He had two tackles for losses and broke up one pass and also intercepted a pass in the first quarter. So he was very active. Last but not least, the freshman of the week was Arkansas kicker Cam Little, who went four for four in field goals against Texas. So a lot of kickers. I'm getting t- I'm, I'm getting tired of you around the SEC already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Me too, because it's. Nothing pertaining to Tennessee. Man, I'm, we got we got an opportunity uh, here in two weeks to. We have an opportunity this week to be on some player of the week list. There's there's no reason playing Tennessee Tech should not result in a player winning a single SEC player of the week honor. I, I mean, I understand. I don't disagree with you. I actually agree with you, but you know. Bring me what what Henry did against Texas, you know, like in a in a in a big game. That's what that's what I want. I want a performance like that in a big game. But you're right. I mean, yeah, no reason why we shouldn't have multiple guys um, highlighted after playing Tennessee Tech. I'm with you. I've got three injury updates real quick, and then we'll talk about this recruiting story. Uh, Haynes King, I mentioned yesterday that he got hurt against Colorado over the weekend. He sustained a fractured ankle Mm. in the win over Colorado. He underwent surgery on Sunday and is expected to be out until at least mid-October. Jimbo Fisher said that it was as good as it could be following surgery on the ankle fracture. Uh, and then Billy Lucci, who covers A&M for TexAgs.com, said, this is me saying this and not the head coach, but I'd wager we'll see King back sometime around or shortly after midseason. So uh, at, at least they'll, they'll get Haynes King back at, at some point because Zach Calzada, who came in for Haynes King, did not, did not look great. Did we, not look great. We recruited Calzada. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember his name. Uh, we definitely recruited Haynes King. Um, but I finished remember, second for Haynes King. Yeah, I, remember, I remember both of those guys. And maybe if Tennessee wasn't so far away from the state of Texas, Haynes King may be at Tennessee if he didn't transfer with the rest of the transfers. 
former five-star running back John Emery Jr., who Tennessee did recruit as well. Yeah, father played here. Mm-hmm. He is out for the rest of LSU season, Coach O announced on Monday, because of academics. Apparently he was in the wrong class. Uh, and he has hired attorney Don Jackson as his attorney to fight his academic ineligibility. Uh, after Emory's initial appeal was denied last week, Jackson will attempt to get the NCAA to reconsider. Uh, Brody Miller, who covers LSU for the Athletics, said that you will remember Jackson as the attorney who fought and succeeded, succeeded to get former LSU corner Christian Fulton reinstated a year early in 2018 after the NCAA initially suspended him two years for attempting to cheat a drug test. And the first response, you can text your boy. He may already be doing it. I'm texting him right now. Look, the first response to the tweet I just read, I was told by Matt Muscana that this is all LSU's fault. <sighs> so that, that, that was interesting. And then the last thing, a JT Daniels update. Uh, he's been dealing with an oblique injury since prior to the Clemson game, but it didn't really bother him until the morning after the game. Uh, Kirby Smart said that the biggest thing that we've been told is you just don't want to aggravate it. He has to heal, and it takes time, but he's improved with each and every every day. No firm word on availability this week, and Georgia will win this weekend. They play South Carolina, but have to wonder if, if they'll do so with Stetson Bennett, and I imagine with the way Stetson Bennett played against a, a good UAB football program gives, gives Kirby Smart more confidence confidence to to play Stetson Bennett great uh there's a new rule being considered let's go let's go the Tennessee rule that's that's right the Tennessee rule we call it you know we got the former cup the the Dooley rule oh yeah you do have to do uh, North Carolina uh Mew City Bowl mm -hmm. this could be the Tennessee rule right here what is it allowing guys to substitute well um or if if the offense subs, then the the ref has to get over the ball. Isn't it that one? There was a penalty on the other team, and the penalty actually helped the other team. Yeah, I can't remember. Somebody help us out. It was it was it was something along those lines. Um, Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. I remember watching that game. I was so mad. Uh, but this new rule being considered would offer college football coaches roster relief and growing number of transfers. A mid-growing number of transfers. I got the Dooley rule. Hit me with it. The Dooley rule will just hit you. <laughs> I mean, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. So the, so the rule, the Dooley rule, um, was that the 10-second runoff of the clock, That's if a right. team commits a penalty, that stops the clock in the final minute uh, of either half. The opponent can either accept the penalty or the rundown. Accept the penalty, but not the rundown, or decline both. You can't take the time. Uh, but not the yard. So uh, what happened was <laughs> North Carolina had a penalty and stopped the, stopped the clock, and uh, it actually it actually helped them. So that's the Dooley rule. So th maybe this could be the Tennessee rule. It, it needs to be. We, we talked about this several times over the offseason, uh, but the D1 Football Oversight Committee is considering a one-year waiver that would allow football programs to go over – the yearly 25 player signing limit, according to American Football Coaches Association Director Todd Berry. In the proposal, which Berry makes clear is far from finalized, uh, 
college programs would be able to recoup an initial counter for every current player that transfers up to seven players and a max of 32 initial counters. As it stands now, college coaches can only sign 25 initial counters per year, which includes high school prospects and transfers coming into the program. Currently, if a team loses seven players to transfer but has already signed 25, they are not able to bring in any more players. If they are under the 85 total scholarship limit, coaches are limited by the 25 initial counters. That has become a concern for coaches as more and more players are entering the transfer portal without penalty. We've been working on this since June, and it has gone round and round. The subject matter is really important to our coaches right now because, quite honestly, with the one-time transfer and with NIL, all of your players are basically potentially in the portal and not just the ones that are looking for more playing time, Barry said. The problem that our coaches were facing was the fact that if I signed 25 players in December and the February signing date, then that leaves me with no initials to be able to handle the five offensive linemen that I might lose in the summer of next year. So everybody was feeling like they had to hold a significant number of scholarships back with the idea that I've got to hold them back because I don't know exactly what I'm going to lose next summer. The committee has wanted to find ways to discourage coaches from purging their rosters by just suggesting they will have as many initial counters as they want, no matter how many players transfer, but also wanted to give programs the opportunity to stay at or near the 85 scholarship limit if they do lose a significant number of players to the portal. The waiver is still being deliberated, and Barry is hopeful it will be voted on in October but says they are getting closer to an improvement of the current situation. If the committee were to approve the waiver, it would go into effect immediately. It would cover schools for any current player who transfers after the fall semester in 2021 and the spring semester in 2022. Coaches will be able to go over the 25 limit in December if they have a player leave after the fall semester and will then have the opportunity to bring in more high school prospects or transfers if they lose anyone after December into July. Hmm. I, mean, I, like, I like being able to uh, replace some of those departures. I, I want to replace them with transfers uh, more than, than high school players, but um, it's better than, better than not having any at all. At least you can put freshman – Guys that may not be ready to play on offense, defense, you can put them on special teams um, instead of putting, you know, walk-ons out there or, you know, less athletic guys on your football team. So uh, it is a step in the right direction. We'll see how this thing plays out uh, here in a couple weeks. It looks like it's going to be passed uh, next month, as you just mentioned, Ben. 865-255-03. I don't know if I want to call it the Tennessee rule, man. I want like I want a positive rule to be named after us, man. Former Cup is negative, Dooley Rule is negative, and this will be negative too. I don't think I want this rule to be called Tennessee Rule. I take that back. Well, the good news is that this is a problem everywhere in college football. Yeah, but it makes but me if, think about everybody leaving Tennessee. Yeah, it, it does. The mass exodus. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any any reminders about that. All right, let's get to. Uh, I got Big Orange Matt. Big Orange Matt, good morning. Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Ben Jamming. Haven't been able to jump on. Uh, every morning I've been getting to work. Something 
happens, and I just the doo doo hits the fan, and I gotta go. So, uh, now that I've had time to reflect on the game this past Saturday, I know y'all talking about it, but mm-hmm. uh, I I seen some positives. You know, uh, you know, there's one thing that I won't stop them to stop doing is all that daggum barking at the plays and carrying on. Get back to the huddle and shut up. You mean on I defense? Kept wondering, on defense. I said, man, we fixing to get – because, man, at, at, at that bunch, that ACC ref bunch was flag happy. And they all – you seen how many daggum penalties we had. I just knew we was fixing to get popped with unsportsmanlike, you know, for jawing and whatnot. They need to get that cleaned up. Well, along with all the other penalties, stupid stuff. Cade Mays, uh, 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 as far as the de- uh, the body slam, uh, I, yeah, it looks bad, but I, I think that was, uh, you know, they, they shouldn't have threw that flag, but they got to get all that crap cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But they went toe-to-toe with a seasoned veteran quarterback. That team was seasoned. You know, they had fifth-year, sixth-year seniors on that team. Uh, they hung in there with them. We still had a chance in the ball game. Uh, if that had been last year's team, they would have folded. As soon as they went up 14-13, they would have folded. That's it. But they kept fighting. That's all I ask. Just keep fighting. Keep digging. Keep 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 chopping wood. Uh, if, if I'm the coaching staff, in my personal opinion, I'm I'm rolling with Hendon Hooker. Uh, yeah, I think we we flowed. I mean, we we flowed with 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 the other cat there, but it, it was a flow that I seen with Hendon Hooker. He's a little bit more elusive when he takes off. Therefore, man, I was kind of like, man, you got to make a decision: either throw it, get rid of it, or take off. And uh, you know, he he got some first downs and uh, really disappointed in in the fourth and one call. You know, he should have challenged it, uh, you know, fourth and one. Look, I, I, I ain't no guru. I'm, I'm just a, a simple hayseed. But get under that gum center. All you got to do is fall forward. That's all you got to do. Olan got blown up but, on that play, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, listen, I oh. feel you, Mac. I understand. Like, I hate seeing shotgun on fourth down and one, even though – We've seen it be successful at times. Like, man, like, oh, it drives me crazy to see that. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, with the old Dave Toner the other day, I think it was Monday, uh, you know, it's like everybody's got to be positive. So I'm trying to be positive. But it took me a couple of days to reflect and think, you know, on, uh, you know, trying to find positives, and I did. So, uh, so I'm trying to do better, Dave. Not trying to be a nigga ball, but it's hard not to be a nigga ball, okay? At time. But uh, yep. guys, I got to get off here. I appreciate you having me on. And go big on. Hey, thank you. I man, I'm with you on that. It's hard not to be a nigga ball because Josh Heupel is one and one as a Tennessee football coach. One and one. But for Tennessee fans, it's been it's been longer than just two games. You know, our frustration has dated back 
you know, a decade. And so you got to separate your frustration and understand that Josh Heupel, he just got here and now he has his own set of issues that he has to clean up and he has to be judged from day one on the job with everything that he inherited. I think Joe Milton is paying for the sins of Jerry, of Garantano. Joe Milton has had his own play get two games here at Tennessee. And some of the feelings, some of the comments that I see look like the ones that used to be towards JG. And JG's frustration was, I mean, that was three, four years of, of seeing that. Joe Milton's played two games. And so I see Joe kind of being a, you know, a victim of, of Jarrett's lack of success and paying for Jarrett's sins a little bit. Now, Joe hasn't you know, played the way he needs to play. Um, and I'm glad Big Orange Mac brought up who he would roll with because I said the same thing Sunday and Monday, uh, yesterday, uh, during the show. But I was thinking about this yesterday afternoon and, and yesterday evening. This is not an easy decision. We got to think about short-term and long-term. Short-term, yes, Hendon has played better than Joe in the two games, and boom, let's play. Let's play Hendon. Let's go. Let's roll. But Hendon also turns the football over. And that will get you beat quicker than anything. Turning the football over will get you beat quicker than anything. And faster. So as we look at this schedule, and understand every player's personality is different. As we look at the schedule, something to think about. If you go with Hendon, mentally, where's Joe, where's Joe gonna go? Like with JG. He, he was a senior, he was mature, he was ready. So, like, we went away from J.G., and we had to go back to him. Like, he went in against Mississippi State that one year and won the game. So, he was, like, he was ready. We don't know about, about Joe. Joe has three years left. Do you feel confident that if you roll with Hendon and you say, all right, we're going to roll with Hendon now and we're just going to roll with Hendon until given another reason. Do you feel confident that Hendon can go win at Florida, could go win at Missouri, can win against Ole Miss, can win at Kentucky, or do you feel like if you're going to win those games, those big throws that Joe didn't hit on early in the season, you improve that, you get the timing down, and you're going to need Joe Milton's physical attributes to, to win in those games probably more than Hendon because he's you know physically limited as a passer versus Joe and, he, and he's turnover prone. So, like, I'm torn because right now I'm like, yeah, man, Hendon deserves to play based on what he did on Saturday. Same, the same reason 
while Texas is going with a different quarterback, um, and Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson outplayed uh, Card against Arkansas. And I look at that the same way I look at Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton. But I am so I'm, I'm also looking at these games later in the season, and I'm like, man. Can we go win those games with Hendon? Two, two turnovers. I mean, Hendon played that. A little bit of the game and had two turnovers. Like, can we do that? That's 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 why I'm torn. Hour two coming up. <laughs> 